Hey, Alyssa. Hey, Sam. How are you? I'm good. My body hurts, but I'm good. Well, I mean, can't win them all. <laughs> uh, are you otherwise ready? I am ready. Okay, great. <laughs> Stuck at the office or traffic jam. Time to take it easy with Alyssa and Sam. Is that show you know? A pro. Would you like to intro today's episode? I would love to intro today's episode. So I'm going to read uh, a comment from our cohabitating uh, episode, Okay. which a lot of people were actually like questioning me if cohabitating was actually a word. <laughs> Let's just start with this. <laughs> <laughs> and I looked it up many a time and it is. And then I asked my mom and she looked it up in the dictionary. But I mean, if it's not, I'm very sorry, but I think it is. Maybe uh, that's a, a Canadian American <laughs> thing. I don't know, because it can be like cohabiting. But it's like cohabitation. I don't know. Okay. Anyway, that was a sidebar. Um, So this comment actually, like, the first time that I read it, I was just kind of disappointed because it just felt like, it felt like we were disappointing other people. But then once I actually, like, started to think about it, I was like, I just don't know how I feel about this. So anyway, I'm going to read this comment. So I'm going to delete this comment also after. So don't go looking for it because... We're not trying to like start shit. You know what I mean? We just thought we'd have a conversation about it. So the comment says, uh, very interesting, but I wish you guys did touch on the harder to talk about topics when it comes to living with a partner. Stuff like how attraction changes when living with them, dot, 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 like your sex life change after you live together. Did it get better? Did it get worse? I felt like a lot of the stuff you guys talked about here was pretty surface level. And then they said, but anyway, I still enjoy uh, listening and she loves turning it on like when she's getting ready for work and makeup. And this comment got 149 likes and it is the most, it's the top comment on our, on that episode. Um, So here's how I felt about it. (laughs) (laughs) Is that it's, okay, so the, (laughs) so the basis of this episode is going to be about oversharing. Um, And I like how I'm talking to you as if you don't know. Um, (laughs) Okay, Sam, let me break this down for you. (laughs) Yeah. But it just made me disappointed because the amount that we open up on this podcast and in general on social media is is crazy. And when I was talking to Sam about this the first time that I read this comment, I was like, with this podcast, we're really like grateful and we're really lucky that we get so many views uh, or the amount of views that we do. But when I look at that comment, it's like, imagine getting up in front of a room of 80,000, 100,000 people and talking about your sexual experiences. Yeah. <laughs> and in depth, because I mean, I, I don't want to add to the comment because I can't know what that person was you know, thinking, but I can only assume that they want the nitty gritty. Yeah. Because like, I mean, that is what we're trying to do on the podcast, but we also have to be careful about ourselves and what we're comfortable sharing. You know, I still have my mom, grandparents, a brother, you know, I still have (laughs) professional people in my life that I want to work with. And I don't think that there's anything wrong about talking about sex or, you know, whatever else might be a little bit more personal. Um, I, I do think that there's too much stigma around sex and stuff like that, but that also doesn't mean that I'm not uncomfortable talking about it at length, you know, and, and not to mention the privacy of my partners. Yeah. Because there are people who know who my partners were and could probably link, you know, 
some of the things and I only had one long-term partner that I lived with which I said in that episode and so what am I gonna do go spread our sex life all over the internet I don't think that that's fair personally so anyway um (laughs) that's my like encompassing feeling about uh that specific comment but we wanted to kind of like have an episode where we talk about the age of oversharing so I think the thing that's interesting to me, like listening to you talk about that and um, just comparing to what's said online a lot of the time is I find that so often um, people are kind of talking down about people that overshare. Like it's sort of like this thing to make fun of and it's seen as like being really like narcissistic and like, oh, that's our generation. We overshare, whatever. And I think that people particularly talk down um, about women in that conversation and so it's kind of this catch-22 like so many expectations that are put on women <laughs> like where you know people are putting us down for oversharing while also demanding to know more mm. and I think now in the age that we're in at this time people want transparency they want to know what's going on they want to know what companies are doing with their money they want to know what's going on behind the scenes they want to know how things are made they want to know what's going into their products like they want to know so much about everything around them and so I think it's kind of like this weird catch-22 because it's like everybody wants transparency that's what we're all asking for but then when someone kind of like steps forward and is like well this is my story um a lot of the times people are kind of like like you know brought down for it Mm. and it's such a weird like juxtaposition (laughs) between these two sides um but what I wanted to ask you to kind of like start this off is overall do you think that like oversharing um is a good thing or a bad thing um I guess it's like more complicated than like a yes or no question for me which is good because we have a podcast (laughs) (laughs) um but I think that I think that sharing is really powerful and I know that because for a lot of my life as you guys know if you've watched the the podcast for a while I didn't share at all and like people even like Sam really didn't know who I was like they they hung out with me all the time and stuff like that but I didn't give any part of myself or like my life to those people and it was a really lonely existence and it created a lot of um like burden on me emotionally and so I think that there is a big benefit to sharing and feeling like you're not the only one. I think that that's what like oversharing, I guess, has kind of done. It's opened the door for us to feel like, oh, hey, I have that too or whatever. You know what I mean? And and so I think that there's a positive to it. But I think that there's also the danger that people could overshare when they're not ready. Mm. And if those negative comments come in, which they will (laughs) come in and you weren't actually prepared to share that story and you were just doing it to either like appease or for views or something like that, I don't know, um, that can also be very detrimental. And that's, in, in my opinion, like an even bigger burden to carry, because if you're not ready to like deal with that criticism and, and you can say as many times as you want, like those people don't know you and like it, it, yeah, it hurts, you know, it hurts just as bad (laughs) well and I think that it's um even if you are ready to share some things that doesn't mean that they're suddenly no longer sensitive Mm -hmm. and so you know there's some things that like we talk about on here even that I don't really want that to be ammunition for a commenter Mm -hmm. but it's it's yeah it's I'm just kind of like on both sides of the fence with it because um or I'm on the fence rather Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) (laughs) I'm standing on both sides because 
I, I agree. Like, I think that sharing is really important and I do think it's like very helpful. And from past generations, like we've talked about before, it's like, you know, something people didn't talk about certain things. They didn't talk about, you know, their feelings, their thoughts, what they were going through. Like everything was very like shrouded. And I, I think that that didn't serve anybody. No. Yeah. Um, and so I think that in a way, um, you know, sharing really does bring people together and it makes people feel less alone. And also it can kind of help you with your problems before they become so prolonged. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was talking to Matt about that kind of recently, or was I talking to you about it? It's all a blur. You're the only two people I talk to. <laughs> but um, I was talking about how, you know, like through talking about things online, it's it's hard, but at the same time, it's like, because I'm putting myself out there then, like with me specifically, it's like I'm putting my problems out there. So then I'm putting that on the table for people to criticize me for. Right. But at the same time, it's like, I wish that I had heard people talking about like depression in the way that I had it so that I could have realized that like way sooner and gotten help for it like so long ago rather than like spending a ton of my adult life so far you know not being as um, productive as I could have been not being as social as I could have been not doing as many hobbies as I want to like all of that kind of stuff Um, and so it's like do I like does the feeling of how shitty it feels to have people criticize you for being open outweigh the the thought that you could be like helping a lot of people by just sharing like you're you're not going out to these people's houses you're not doing outreach you know what I mean you're you're just talking and people are listening and that's enough to kind of like make change for people so I just gosh I just don't know it's just so hard and and I think that we we try really hard to come to terms with like what we're going to talk about beforehand so that it doesn't hurt essentially but I think that there are things that I'm going to say should (laughs) but like there there are things that should be sacred for people if they feel like they need to be yeah and I think that that if we ever avoid like a topic or something like that it's very it's purposeful it's purposeful yeah we're not doing it because we didn't think to be transparent or authentic or something uh it's the same reason that I don't really talk about my relationships like like in in depth and even the ones that like I'm in now or whatever like because I think that there are things that you have to hold for yourself and I've seen because I've watched YouTube for a very long time (laughs) and I've seen a lot of people be extremely open and um in like as uh couples or just as like singular people and I've watched them kind of it's like it's incredible to watch their journey because you can see them kind of starting to like regret what they've done Mm -hmm. and like the amount that they've let people in and it's broken people up a lot of the time and um especially with like daily vloggers like couple daily vloggers and stuff like that it's a lot on people and I think that it is really hard as somebody from the outside to not recognize that because I was on the outside of it not too long ago. Yeah. And I wanted all the nitty gritty. Like I wanted to know. Oh, for sure. Of course. We're curious as humans. Of course we are. We always want to know. But but I think what's interesting is that social media has brought us almost like this uh, this availability for everyone to be somewhat of a celebrity, Mm. whether it's like like a micro influencer or what do they call you you folk 
<laughs> like mega influencers. You folk. <laughs> you folk over there with your millions. Um, Someone actually tweeted a like breakdown of like what like a micro macro mega like whatever kind of thing and like and people were like oh god I'm not even micro anymore. <laughs> like <laughs> micro's like one one hundred thousand. I think it is. Oh yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I'm down there in the amoeba. <laughs> I'm an amoeba influencer. Um, but uh, where I was like oh yeah. Um, so it's just no no generation has had to kind of like navigate through this because with traditional celebrities in um, like commercial, like having commercial success, like actors and singers and stuff like that, artists, um, they kind of had like all this. And I'm not, I'm not saying it's easier because I'm not one. I don't know. But they have like a huge team and there's more so like written code and stuff like that. Yeah, I think it's so different because they are... Um I think that they are still quite curated, like their image is still curated, whereas with influencers, I mean, a lot of influencers do try to curate their own image, and some people have managers that are more hands-on, um, especially like the the big, big ones, um, but, you know, there's a lot of people that are just, they are making their own brand, whereas like, Beyonce's not doing that, okay? Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, there, there's people creating what Beyonce is going to be to the media and what she's going to talk like and what she's going to act like and whatever. And of course, she has her own thoughts and feelings, mm-hmm. which she probably implements into that branding. But at the same time, it's it's very purposeful. It's very intentional. It's not, it's, it's, I don't, I don't feel like it's quite the same. Yeah, exactly. And so I think that, people kind of expect, I don't know if they expect that. I don't know. But they expect more from the influencer community. What do you community. want from me? Yeah, basically. <laughs> because you would never expect a celebrity. Well, I don't know. Maybe you do. But I would never. <laughs> I'm like going back and forth. What do you want? <laughs> you want the public. But I would never expect a celebrity to like come out and talk about their, like I'm not expecting Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt to be like, it was really hard to have sex after our kids. But I wish a bitch would. <laughs> I'd love to hear it. <laughs> but that's the thing. And it's almost like, it's almost like because I don't want to I'm struggling to not, to not come off like ungrateful but like because someone is following us because they've chosen to subscribe to us or whatever it's almost like they're deserving of our enti- of us in the entirety and I know that you like you kind of have spoken about that a couple of times as well but it's I, I still am allowed to have secrets. <laughs> Well, and I also think that you, you're you allowed to um, stop sharing whenever you want. Mm-hmm. Like, like you can share about your relationship and then you can be like, no, I'm not going to share about my relationship anymore and then I can start again and then I can stop again. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think that it has to be, like, written in stone. Like, well, you, you showed your relationship so now we deserve to know, um, which I have had people say to me, like, after mm-hmm. I've gone through breakups and stuff like that, people saying that they deserve to know because they were there through it. And I'm like, you were not sitting there through my relationship, <laughs> ma'am. I'm yeah. like, trust me, like you fucking wish. No, you don't. Um, <laughs> but it, I mean, yeah, it's it's just it's it's hard. It's hard dealing with that. <clears throat> to me, it almost feels like it becomes kind of like a responsibility in a way, mm-hmm. um, especially when it comes to conversations surrounding mental health, which sometimes it's all I want to talk about. Other times it's like the furthest thing I want to talk about. But I do feel almost like this responsibility because I have so many people kind of responding to me, messaging me about it, um, asking me how I'm feeling and stuff like that. And I feel like, well, I, I don't feel like I can just stop 
commenting on that Mm -hmm. because it's like I've I'm now in these people's minds to me this is my story right (laughs) you know I'm I'm this like advocate to these people and like I'm you know this person that's talking and sharing and being open and whatever so it's like it's hard to then kind of reel it back in and be like no like I'm embarrassed today Mm. about it like I don't want to talk about it this week or whatever Mm -hmm. um and I'm I'm struggling more and I'm not willing to be open because there's times I go I'm all over the fucking map you know what I mean and I think everybody is like that when it comes to sharing things there's sometimes where you're gonna call your friend about it and there's other times where you're like I don't even want to like tell people that this is going yeah. on um but I'm I'm curious like how your perception around like sharing has changed from you know being like in kind of more of the position of like um like somebody following somebody else to now being kind of more in like an influencer having a platform mm. how has your perception of that changed uh <clears throat> well like I said before I I wanted all of the information I never felt like I was like deserving like entitled to yeah it. I didn't yeah exactly I didn't feel entitled to it but I can definitely understand like there are a couple like youtuber breakups that I wanted to know everything <laughs> yeah. truly and Miley Cyrus and Liam Hemsworth I'm so fucking glad she spoke out about that okay yeah. because I was like dying to know and and in that she did say that she um I, I'm paraphrasing but like that she did have she was living her life in the public eye and that she basically like had an obligation to to tell people. Um, and I thought that that was really cool because like a lot of people don't feel that way. Like a lot of celebrities don't feel that way. But I also think that like it's fine to not. Mm-hmm. It's fine to say like we're dealing with this like privately sort yeah. of thing. Um, anyway, now <laughs> I I feel like I just understand better. Because before I was like, but you did live your life online and like now you're just not going to tell us about your breakup. And it's like, but you told us about all of this stuff or like whatever it might be when people are like, oh, I'm having this health problem. And then they just like stop talking about it. And I'm like, well, what happened? Yeah. But now I understand it more because it's like, like you said, like I'm embarrassed about it today. There are days where it's like, well, I just, I can't, I don't want to. Like there's been a change in something or, you know, my feelings around it have ch- have changed and now I, I just don't feel comfortable talking about it anymore. Um, and so I just feel like I'm more empathetic towards the fact that like these are human beings. Yeah. <laughs> They're like living a life just like me. And I think that people... Um, have this misconception that like money and like a number like subscriber count or something like that makes you somehow impenetrable yeah <laughs> and it 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 doesn't and I'm not like a millionaire or anything like I don't got like money coming out of my ears but yet <laughs> yeah yeah this time next year um but <laughs> let's uh, segue to our sponsors <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> but but I don't think it, it doesn't it doesn't add an extra shield it doesn't give you armor all of a sudden yeah you know and I I just feel like more yeah empathetic towards that I'm curious if you think that um <clears throat> that there because you kind of touched on this a little bit earlier um but I want to like delve into it if you think there's things that like just like point blank should not be shared and like why I actually don't feel that way I think that if you want to sh- not you but like in the Sam go for go it. for it girl you go girl <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh I think that if you're comfortable and it's coming from like a good place for you 
I think fucking why not? I used to love watching Lacey Green. She did Sex Plus. Oh, fuck yeah. She was so great. Dude, she had unreal content and she was like qualified and she was like educating. And when I was watching her, it was when I needed that education. Yeah. And she was talking about stuff that was like, to me, highly stigmatized, like herpes and and stuff like that. Shaving your freaking bikini line. Yeah. And it's just like, regardless of if, if that's something you're ever going to deal with, it's nice to have the information. It's yeah. nice to, and and not only that, but to also reduce the stigma around stuff like that. I just think that it's really, it's really cool and important if it's like comfortable for you. Um, so no, I, I actually don't think that there's anything you have to keep private. The things that I would keep private are, is anything that like, uh, 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 and like betrays somebody else's like privacy mm. basically because like I've said before like I'm consenting to being on the internet those people aren't necessarily doing that yeah and so I don't want to ever make somebody else's life more uncomfortable and yeah. if I ever do talk about people on the podcast and like certain situations I've already texted them ahead of time to be like yo is this okay yeah basically <clears throat> unless it's something like me drinking all of Glenn's beer in which case I just let that one just had to just break, had to. break it to him over yeah. the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, I don't know. I I mean, like, Trisha Paytas is one that comes to mind for me for sure that is what I would classify as an oversharer. But I actually really appreciate that. I don't know. And I know you feel the same. But I, I think that it's pretty liberating for me to see somebody else just honestly being like, I mean, she's out there. Yeah, she's out way there. To describe it. And same with like people like Tana Mojo and like those. I I feel like those are like the quintessential like those are the out there oversharer like YouTubers. Yeah, yeah. And I couldn't do that. And I don't know. I don't know that it's always healthy the way that they're oversharing. I wouldn't say so. Yeah, but it it still is there and it's it's still available. Like when I was hungover back in the day, I used to watch that Trisha Paytas hangover video, okay? <laughs> I would never post that shit. That's pretty freaking, that's that's a lot. Yeah. That's an overshare. But it helped me, okay? Yeah. <laughs> what about you? Well, yeah, like when you're talking about Lacey Green and stuff like that, the thing that I think is like the coolest about people sharing online Um, especially when it comes to topics like that, is that it's a really comfortable way for people to learn. Mm. And I think that because it's so comfortable, it's not something where, like, it can be really traumatizing for people to ask about certain subjects. Mm -hmm. You know, so if you were having to go to, like, an adult or, like, your parent or whatever, like, to ask them something that, like, you're kind of embarrassed to ask about, it's, it's almost like from the jump now, that has continued to be stigmatized because you feel embarrassed even asking about it Mm -hmm. and then you feel embarrassed like sitting there talking through it kind of thing or you're too scared to ask and so I think that people sharing online you can watch them anonymously you're you're getting the information yourself like you can you know continue to learn you can choose to put it down whatever kind of thing and so I think that because you can kind of um you know sit with that content on your own it it does feel less stigmatized and it does feel more like okay like I understand this now. Um, I'm com- I get it. This isn't like a bad thing. This isn't whatever. Um, and I, and I think that can be really helpful, especially because there are so many people in this world that they do look down on a lot of things. They look down on people that um, have sex casually or sex before marriage or you know whatever people that have STDs. Um, people that you know like anything anything like mm-hmm. all of these these things that are so heavily stigmatized um you know there are people that look down on that so it's it's hard to kind of like go through life 
not knowing who you can trust Mm. but you can always kind of like trust yourself to like learn about that privately and feel more comfortable with it so I think that that's like such a such a beneficial thing for like our society in general um but speaking of (laughs) Trisha Paytas and Tana um (coughs) I'm I'm because you said like you don't think that that's like them sharing in the healthiest way Mm -hmm. and I'm wondering like what what deem something now that it's like now unhealthy at this time um or and rather um oh where was I going with that oh no I was looking at a bird outside (laughs) um what deems it unhealthy oh do I have it written down oh no 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 I don't right 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 okay um so what deems it unhealthy and um do you think that people share more often out of like just genuine wanting to share or because of like things like views and stuff like that Mm. for me I think that in order for it to be a healthy way to share if you're giving like that much of yourself you have to be in like a sober clear headspace Mm. and I can't speak to these people because I don't know them I'm not their doctor but obviously there are concerns that certain people on the internet are not necessarily always sober and I think that it's it's super easy because I used to do it when I was drinking all the time. I would post to my Instagram and stuff like that. Not recently, obviously, or like whatever, but back in the day when I was like partying like crazy and I like sometimes that would be an overshare that I wasn't comfortable with and then you wake up and you regret it. I just wonder when you're that like massive on YouTube, like you have that much of a followership and stuff like that, you can't really wake up and just delete that video like yeah. do you know what I mean like it's kind of like the damage is done it's like yeah and people have already saved it and they're gonna reshare it and stuff like that and I just that's kind of where mm, mm, where I sit with that where it's like did you really want to to post this or were you in a clear headspace you know that kind of thing like did you like do the work within yourself before you gave this to somebody else um and then with Tana specifically the only reason and again this is just like my opinion and people can disagree with me or whatever but um she's quite young Mm. and so and and that's she's very successful in like what she's how she's branded herself and stuff like that so do I think that she's going to be fine yeah (laughs) for sure but I watch people like Shannon Rose who I'm pretty sure has actually said that she regrets doing porn. I can't remember now, but I know that she um, she's very like like Shannon Rose now is like very open and stuff like that. But um, she said she was very young because she got into it like really, really young as well. And it's really hard to come back from that sort of thing, especially once you've like blown up in such a like magnitude like Tana Mojo has that if she ever did want to change her branding or whatever, you know, and you don't have to be like a white picket fence mom either. That's fine. But I feel like that's just the easiest place for people's minds to go is like when you're going to be a mom. Um, so when she becomes a mom, she might just genuinely feel differently. She might not want to share all that stuff anymore and stuff like that. And then her audience is going to be like, well, what the fuck? Yeah. Because that is what happens. Because if you do, and I saw it with Shannon Rose. Shannon Rose changed her content from gross things I did in porn, um, like weirdest porn stories, stuff like that. And she went to like mommy more so vlogging and her viewership dropped like crazy. So it's like we have that like evidence basically. Yeah. And that's like, that's just one example. But, you know, if if you do want to make that switch, that's inevitably what's going to happen. And so I just feel like she's so young, not that she's like that much younger than me, but she's 21. And she started when she was like, what, in high school? Yeah. <laughs> that's a long time. That's like, that's your like formative years. Mm-hmm. And so 
it's it, it is just concerning a little bit to me to be like you know, are you going to, are you ever going to regret this yeah. sort of thing? And, and that is why I waited a really long time to share things online, I think, is because I wanted to be this person before I started doing it. Yeah. And, and I can say like that because like I started when I was like 20, I think, like doing it full time. Um, and I regret that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and at the time, I felt like I like knew what was going on, and I like knew who I was, and all that kind of stuff. I fucking hate when people that are twenty six say this shit, but it's so true. It's like <laughs> it, it honestly is like you hit twenty five, and you're like, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. So I didn't know anything. Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> and like, and realizing that you still don't know anything, but oh, you at yeah. least have the clarity of being like, I'm learning now. Like, now I understand that I'm still in, like, a learning phase. And so I think that, um, you know, I regret a lot of how I behaved online and, like, in my industry and stuff like that because I was younger. And not that it's, you know, like, like I could use that as an excuse. But I think the difference is that I still do things that I regret. I still do things that I wish I had done differently. But I'm able to a lot – like, it's, it's a lot easier for me now to be like, oh, yeah that that was wrong I shouldn't have done that whatever kind of thing I get it like but when I was younger I was so much more defiant and I wanted to be right kind of thing that I would just continue to like dig myself into a hole um because I was mad I was like upset that people would um use things that I had said against me because I didn't feel like it was fair um and I think that that's one of the things that I I feel sad for a lot of influencers um, and I, I felt sad for myself about the fact that like, you know, people in life, they make mistakes, they say things they don't mean, they do things they don't mean, they do things they regret, whatever kind of thing. And they really do get to move on in most cases. Mm-hmm. But a lot of influencers don't. Like that thing, even if it's been apologized for, even if it's been whatever, and sometimes it's for good reason that people are continuing to hold them accountable, but it's like they do not get to move on in the same way that you know, people around you in your daily life do. So I think that it's, again, like it's such a delicate balance because people are demanding transparency. They want to know what's going on. They want to be part of the journey. Um, They want to know what's happening behind the scenes with brands and all that kind of shit. But it's like you don't get, like, I think like that's the thing that's so hard, especially when you're a younger influencer. You don't understand how concrete that really is. And Mm -hmm. and like you said about people, even if you delete a video, it doesn't matter. Somebody saved it Mm -hmm. and they're re-uploading it and whatever. And like, I don't think that's fair. I don't think that's right. I would fucking never, but I understand why it happens. Yeah. And I don't think that, I think you're being naive if you honestly believe that people won't do that. But that's why, you know, I do like YouTube live sometimes and I always delete it after mm-hmm. and people get really upset about it and they're like, why don't you keep it up? Why don't you keep it up? Like I'm in Europe. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the reason I don't is because I, I want people to be there and listening to the conversation in context. I don't like the idea of me leaving that live up and extending the amount of time that people can go watch that, take a, a sound bite from that and apply it to something completely fucking different. Right. Because I don't want, I am, I do try to be intentional about how I talk. And even though like, you know, we sit here and we're like very open yeah, <laughs> and we do talk a lot of, about things that are sensitive to us and things that are generally private for people like therapy and mental mm-hmm. health and relationships and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I do try to be really intentional about how I go about that. And I know you're the same. And so to me, it's like how disrespectful for you to decide to like warp my words kind of thing. Mm-hmm. 
So I think that, yes, you're responsible for what you put out there, but I don't agree that you're responsible for how people shape that. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Just a moment to say a huge thank you to one of our sponsors today, HelloFresh. HelloFresh is my shit, Samantha. (laughs) Okay, when I decided that I was going to become a chef, which you know that that has been like my journey recently with all my cooking videos, thank you very much, I feel like it was really springboarded by HelloFresh because when we had the... um, like the episodes last season with HelloFresh, I was trying out all of the new recipes and I would literally like make the, I ordered like the meat options because I love to meat. And uh, (laughs) so I started making things like pork chops and like chili and stuff like that. And I didn't really like feel comfortable before that because they give you like step-by-step instructions. Whereas before I was like, am I going to kill somebody with this pork chop? Possibly. (laughs) (laughs) And they turned out so well. Like I fed, I fed, I fed, I fed those pork chops to three of my friends. We went and ate them on the beach and they were so unreal. It, it was like ingredients that I would never put together myself. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And uh, now I feel like more confident to like spice it up. And so anyway, unreal delicious and I like that it saves time too because like I'm a busy lady okay you are I'm a career-driven woman yeah I don't always have time to go to the grocery store so it's nice that HelloFresh like can drop the food off to me and then it all comes together in like half an hour and I'm just like sitting there eating my food after half an hour I didn't have to go deal with everybody at the grocery store I was there yesterday deal with everybody oh my goodness dude the amount of I just like glare at their carts and I'm like move it (laughs) um I thought it was interesting that HelloFresh's carbon footprint is 25% lower than store-bought grocery-made meals oh yeah because like all of those yeah I actually used to have to eat those as a kid (laughs) not as tasty okay (laughs) I'm not gonna call anybody out by name but (laughs) you know you know who you are you know that aisle in the freezer aisle (laughs) I like that it's flexible too. Like you're not stuck with, oh, I have to have like four meals a month or like six meals a month or whatever. Like you can change it based on like from week to week. So if you feel like you're only going to need like one meal that week, you can change it. No problem. And I like that because sometimes it's like, okay, well, yeah, maybe I need like a lot of help this week, but then (laughs) next week I don't need as much help. I just, I think that that's really cool. So if you guys want to try HelloFresh, which is now from $5.66 per serving, you can go to HelloFresh.com slash Approachable10 and use code Approachable10 during HelloFresh's New Year's sale and get 10 meals free. For free. Including free shipping. That is HelloFresh.com slash Approachable10 and you can use a code Approachable10 at checkout for 10 free meals, including free shipping. Thanks, HelloFresh. Can I just quickly say, pork chops at the beach? Yeah, dude. I put, Okay, so I put them all in like Ziploc. <laughs> I put them all in Ziploc containers. It was like a potato um, pork chop, I think asparagus trio thing. Mm. And then a, a sauce as well. And so I just put it all into like Ziplocs and then into a bag. And then I brought forks and knives. And then we ate it at the beach on like a big blanket. It was really nice. I mean, it sounds nice. It sounds like a weird beach meal okay sam my chef knows no bounds (laughs) (laughs) all right um 
and I was going to ask you. I have it written down. Hold on. You had a lot of questions, man. I know. I know. Wow, I you know. came prepared. I know. Um, um, yeah, I was going to ask you if you feel it's like that you deserve um, criticism. Like, is it fair to say that you deserve criticism if you put yourself out there? <laughs> it's hard because you like come to expect it. Mm. So I don't know that deserve is the word that I would use. But I think that you have to be prepared. Yeah, I think that it's it is the nature of it. And I came into this knowing full well what I was getting myself into. And I was I was prepared for that. Mm -hmm. And with all of the content that I might put out or that we might put out, I I'm yeah, like I'm very mindful. And I, I know if something is possibly going to create a reaction that I'm not happy with, which is why I make sure that I'm like very concrete in my opinions before I post something because if somebody comes back at me if it's if it's true to me that's all that matters to me unless it's something where it's like I was actually factually wrong in which case then I'm like yeah of course I'll apologize for it and stuff like that um but I think in life in general constructive criticism is positive and I think that we have an opportunity to connect with so many people and that's what I love about this space like I, I don't consider myself an influencer because I just don't feel that way. But in this space, um, I get Neither to... do I. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. My wish. Um, but, I, like, I have so many people that message me every day and they, they help me. They're offering to study with me. They're talking to me about alcohol use and stuff like that. And it's a really... I feel like Instagram, YouTube, all of these social media platforms are, are really, really powerful. And there's a lot of opportunity for growth. Not in... Mm. But, like, personal growth. Yeah. When I used to bartend, I would take something away from so many guests. Like, if I was having troubles, if somebody was, like, a lawyer or whatever. It's like, now I get... I have their un undivided attention and it's like it's like free advice even mm. just people from like all walks of life or ages or whatever and it's like now I have that at home on my phone and it's amazing and so criticism I don't know but feedback yeah 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 I think that um I would agree with that like I I, I don't know that I'll ever feel like it's fair I don't agree that just because you put yourself out there that you deserve hatred mm. I think that like criticism feedback obviously yes of course but like I don't think that you deserve to be like picked apart bullied like all that kind of shit I just don't yeah. agree um be because and not that I'm naive to the fact that it's going to happen anyways I just I'm never going to say that that's right no yeah <laughs> um or like justified because you put yourself out there but I think that for me um, you know, through criticism that at the time, of course, I wasn't happy about. I've learned a lot from that because I do have people that are willing to teach me and, you know, help me understand better things that I don't understand or can't understand or whatever. Um, and, you know, when it comes to sensitive topics like race issues and cultural appropriation and stuff like that, I, I just don't think I would have the understanding that I have now if it wasn't for the community around me. Um, and I am really grateful for that mm -hmm. because as much as like it was a little bit more uncomfortable than me being able to go Google it by myself, um, it, it still was somebody that ultimately was like, hey, I I don't agree with what you just said or did, but like I want to like tell you so that next time you know, like mm -hmm. just in case, you know, like mm -hmm. that you that you weren't aware or whatever kind of thing because <sighs> I think that um, 
one concern of mine when it comes to like sharing on the internet is that people act as if um ignorance is like a chosen path right and oftentimes it's not like a lot of people just are ignorant because they actually just don't know yeah and and I think that um you know we've seen a lot and people had been asking us recently too to do a podcast about cancel culture and stuff like that and I think the thing that's so difficult when it comes to conversations around that is that a lot of the time when people are being like canceled so to speak it is for reasons that are warranted and reasons that are understandable as to why people would be upset but at the same time it's it's just such a sticky situation because I do think there are a lot of people who genuinely they actually just didn't know better yeah and and they they weren't aware and they don't get it and whatever kind of thing because all the time I'll be saying things and people are like oh like actually the the history behind that phrase or that term is is you know racist or misogynistic or whatever kind of thing and it's things that I would never ever think that of like one thing was um like I said rule of thumb the other day Mm -hmm. and someone was like oh that actually has like really like misogynistic background to it really yeah apparently because it's something to do with like um that you were allowed to beat your wife as long as it was with something that wasn't like wider than the width of your thumb um or something like that and I was like oh (laughs) but like stuff like that I would never in a million years think that that was offensive you know what I mean but but it's 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 just interesting to have people be able to like teach you the things that they know um but but yeah, I, I do think it's hard because I think that people assume that ignorance is, you know, that's their yeah. choice. <laughs> One, and honestly, a lot of people don't understand the definition of ignorance because ignorance isn't arrogance. Yeah. It's just not, not being privy, not knowing, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and I agree. I think that, that we're, I'm, I feel so lucky that I'm in, I'm living in this time. Yeah. Because there's people older than me who are finally, like, grasping history, you know, and being, like, respectful of it. Our generation is kind of, like, leading that, I would say. And then the younger generation is now growing up, hopefully, in most, you know, areas. I would, I you know, um, they're learning that way instead of the way that our parents. they're, They're growing up that way rather than having to unlearn. Yeah like kind of how we grew up and then start to learn like how to you know behave and think differently and yeah and speak differently as well yeah yeah um okay <laughs> my next question <laughs> um okay so I'm curious um if you think that employers um should be able to hold you accountable for social posts and I think you'll, you'll have good insight on this because you worked at uh a casual fine dining restaurant for eight years. <laughs> um, so here's the thing. It's, it is also a sticky situation because it felt, um, it felt like the being held captive is a little bit dramatic, but that is kind of how it felt mm. because you have to be so careful of the, the content you're putting out there, not even as like a influencer, just as like a general employee, because it could reflect badly on the company and what I think is if you are not devoted to that company like you know say you are just like not that anybody is like less important but say this is not like your career path this is not what you want to do you don't care that much it's just like a means to an end um that company generally won't care about you really that much because you're not 
going to try to lend to their bottom line in any like big big way yeah and to me why do you have to care that much then you know you go in you do your job well and then you leave and that's still your life you know i just feel like when employers take that much power from you they're they're taking a they're taking away your like freedom basically to be who you are yeah and there's a lot of things now that you wouldn't even think are like like that people like that employers would be pissed about yeah and and I think that that's that's kind of how I feel about it is that it's like you're you aren't constantly an employee Mm -hmm. you know what I mean you're an employee for the hours that you're at work Mm -hmm. and so like that doesn't mean that you're no longer affiliated with that company in some respect but I I really don't think it's fair or reasonable um, for employers to hold you accountable for things like even even like not talking about competitors. I think that's bullshit. Mm. We don't all eat at the exact same restaurant. We don't all use one makeup product or yeah. one skincare brand or whatever. Like, give me a fucking break. Like, are we stupid? No, yeah. we're not. Like, and I and I don't think that anybody in their right mind. Like, if I worked for Mac and I posted about benefit, I don't think people would be like, "So you don't like Mac?" Yeah, you know, like it's like give me a break so I know there's a lot of employers that have that stipulation that you're not allowed to talk about competitors on social media I think that's bullshit um and and yeah I I don't think that they have rights to determine what you are and aren't allowed to do outside of work hours I think that if you contractually have agreed to not talk about that company online like not talk poorly about them or whatever that's understandable to Mm. me um if someone was to be dismissed for something that's otherwise like illegal Mm. that's understandable for sure but I think that like you just having an opinion you posting photos wearing what you want to wear um you know you posting about you drinking or whatever like I don't think any of that is fair yeah because at the end of the day all of those people sitting in the boardroom deciding you're going to be let go for the same shit fucking go home and drink and have sex with their wives and do whatever the fuck they want you know what I mean like it's just like so why is that I I just uh, yeah I don't know um I understand if you're in a position where where your position like you have to have the respect of your employees yeah yeah. that makes sense to me because if I went out and saw like my like director of operations or something like that you know what I mean I'd be like I would probably like think a little differently of them Mm -hmm. um so to me I think I think that your involvement with the company should be dependent yeah should be dependent on like how much you curate your social presence and when I was a manager I did curate my social presence I completely changed my like lifestyle and I think that that's why I became a manager was because I had already started doing that um but yeah I do feel I feel liberated now being able to talk about all of this stuff and and even like my anxiety and my drinking and stuff like that like I think that if I if I wasn't hmm how do I say this I think that it was more so like I started to put those restrictions on myself because Mm -hmm. I saw other people doing it as well well and you probably felt some amount of um you know like responsibility in that regard too that that was like maybe self kind of yeah exactly and I think that companies can be really good at kind of like creating that culture without having to say it out loud Mm. too yeah um but I think that we are like in the freaking age of like self-expression and I don't know yeah um I think that what you said about like depending on your involvement in the company that's like how curated your social should be because that's 
I, I do I do agree with that. Um, I think that for you to expect minimum wage employees to fucking like act as if this is like their heart and soul and they yeah. live like eat sleep and breathe your company give me a fucking break exactly then pay them properly then give them health care you know what I mean like then we'll talk but like I I just don't think that that's fair for you to pay someone like the absolute like bare minimum and then expect them to act like a fucking CEO yeah and and I do think that you know like CEOs and I'm just making sure it's still recording. Um, I do think that, you know, like CEOs and, and people that are higher up in companies do have like a responsibility to conduct themselves differently, which lends to my next question. So when it comes to like, like things like that mm-hmm. with jobs and stuff like that, like how, how do you say as a company what's fair and appropriate and what's not? I think that, I mean, I, it's hard for me to say because I've only really worked at one company for like a long time. I think that is a good practice like a best practice what people say is like don't post something you wouldn't want your grandma to see Mm. you know what I mean so it's like or like your mom or like whatever and depending on like who your family is it's obviously different but what is appropriate I don't know basically fucking nothing then (laughs) (laughs) you know like now my grandma's a lot more privy to my life and stuff like that but you know back then it was probably just like me taking a hike and stuff like that and I think that certain companies are more concerned with their image than other companies and they probably will outline that, right? Like, mm-hmm. and I think that they'll deem what's appropriate on like a uh, like one-to-one basis or whatever. Um, but yeah, I think I, I, it's interesting for me to think about like politicians mm. and and how curated and or not curated. Well, yeah, okay, that's true. <laughs> uh, but anyway, um, for the most part, how curated and, and stuff like that um, they would have to be to get to where they want to be. And like you were saying, the minimum wage employee and stuff, say I was, you know, this is where I started as a busser. Say I was a busser and I wanted to be a bar manager. Well, then I would start acting like a bar manager yeah. and seeing what they post and, you know, the kinds of things that they talk about and do on the weekends. And if they are going, I wonder if this is where my, I'm having a revelation. Okay. I'm wondering if this is where my like drinking in private came from because I didn't want to be seen out ah. drinking. Oh my goodness. Wild. <laughs> but, but it, I'm, just realizing that now because back in the day I literally would not care I would go out and drink be seen or whatever and then once you start to worry about what your image looks like then you just you know I'm I was still the same person but I had to be that same person but like in private I guess um but anyway that's interesting um (laughs) bring that up next time in in therapy (laughs) therapy. (laughs) but uh that's what I would say they always say like dress for the um, job that you want, job that the you job want, you not have. the job you have, and so I think that, that for social media, especially, you know, post and it's for the job you want, not the job you have. Yeah. People are like posting in like business suits, like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, new briefcase. Yeah, I, it's it's really hard for me to. Hmm. Okay, I am very against establishment. Um, I I I I don't love a rule. I'll be honest. Um, And I've spent the majority of my adult life working for myself, making my own decisions. So (laughs) I'm a little biased in one direction. 
I understand the necessity of having guidelines and restrictions for companies and stuff like that. And I think there's things that are, again, are reasonable. Like if you're doing illegal shit and posting about it, if you're talking poorly about that brand, well, fucking obviously, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Um, But I I do think that otherwise it should be something that's kind of like self dictated like you you get to decide what's appropriate and like use your best judgment kind of thing and that's what I would expect like if I had employees that's what I would expect of them because I I just don't think it's fair to say what is and isn't appropriate because your set of morals and your set of beliefs and how you were raised and and all of that kind of stuff can be very different from somebody else and that doesn't mean that either of you are wrong so I think that for you to say that like like for instance it's not appropriate for you to talk about sex kind of thing like let's say that you and I were working like normal office jobs fucking kill me um (laughs) let's say that you and I were working like normal like corporate jobs um and we still had the podcast I would be upset if my like employer had something to say about like me talking about relationships or whatever kind of thing because I don't deem that inappropriate right so you know, I'm, I'm not, to me, I'm like, I'm talking about it in an appropriate fashion. I'm not being explicit. I'm not being like over the top about it, in my opinion. Um, so I, I do think that that could, should be kind of, you know, decided by each individual person. Um, but obviously that can get sticky very fast. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just, I just don't know. What an interesting, uh, yeah, picture you just painted by saying that. Because I wonder if there are people who are struggling with that online but also working like yeah traditional jobs I I think that there's a lot of struggle when it comes to that and I've seen I've seen influencers juggle that like Mm -hmm. work full-time jobs and stuff like that and um it it is hard because you know like if you're in any kind of position if people know where you work a lot of people are really scared about that like I've seen an influencer get um blackmailed because she worked in the cosmetic industry or the beauty industry, I should say. Um, and she would post reviews about, um, you know, makeup companies and hair companies and whatever. Um, and a company saw this review that she posted that was, like, particularly scathing. Like, mm. it, it wasn't, like, defamatory, but it, it was <clears throat> not a positive <throat> review in any capacity. Um, but they, like, blackmailed her. And they went to her company and they were, like, you know, like, like trying to, like like talk down about her and get her fired and all this kind of stuff and to me I don't feel like that's right because if her employer is comfortable with her posting that obviously they know what's going on you know what I mean like her her channel was no secret Mm -hmm. um I just don't I don't know like I don't I don't think that that's fair because I think that that's like up to the company to decide and if they said that that was no longer appropriate I'm kind of going off on like a sideways tangent here but yeah, I just, I, I do think it would be hard to, like, balance that um, because people want to share and they want to be part of the community and stuff like that. But I think there are a lot of people that are scared to even comment things online because yeah. people will fucking trace it down. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, like, just shitty. Yeah. So going back to people like Tana Mojo and stuff, Mo- Mojo? Mongu. Um, do you feel like from oversharing, we kind of, like, forfeit our right to privacy? I don't think that because if I thought that, then I would think that that comment was correct. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so just bring it in full yeah. circle. See how this yeah. all comes around. Yeah, I'm a yeah. professional. Um, no, because I like we said, I think that there's certain days that you feel really comfortable sharing, and then certain days that you don't, and certain aspects of your life that you are willing to let the public in on, and then other aspects that you want to hold private. It's the same. You know, you're 
open about your mental health and your depression and stuff like that but you weren't open to sharing your wedding as much online you know it's like that was that was for me that's sacred but I'll give you this it's like it's up to us what we feel we want to share yeah and I yeah I don't think that just because we share about one thing to like no like to no avail that we have to share everything to that same extent yeah um I saw someone uh recently another influencer talking about something and and they were saying that they were like they were like oh I don't want to get like too deep but it was like still like very very surface level conversation and I was like it's so interesting because like I think that there's people that almost there's people that like want more and more and more and then there's people that are like so uncomfortable like even like just barely skimming the surface because they feel like it's inappropriate or some I don't Mm. know I don't know what like where that comes from um but yeah I feel like I have such a like skewed image of this now because I've been doing this for so long it feels like forever Mm. um but I've been doing it for so long that I'm so used to sharing now that it almost feels like a burden to not share. Yeah. <laughs> like there's certain things that I like want to talk about just because I'm so used to talking about it. Um, so I'm probably exactly who those people are making fun of. You mm, know? No, I don't think they are making fun of you. They might be. I'm pretty sure that that actually was Joe Rogan that I'm thinking of a particular comment from him which is bullshit because joe rogan gets on there and fucking runs his mouth about you no oh god no oh my god no (laughs) i was like joe we're coming for your podcast (laughs) no 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 um he was i think he was making a comment and i could be completely misquoting him and like putting someone else's like quote to his name i'm just not sure okay um but uh i think it was him that was talking about um like kind of talking about down about like female influencers like Mm. saying that they like overshare and all this kind of shit um which I mean it's just like you 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 post a podcast every day Mm. so would you not deem that oversharing (laughs) like I just yeah I don't know I I think that that whole I I don't agree overall that like it's a I I just don't think it's a bad thing basically I think there are people that do it in a bad way like anything else Mm -hmm. um but I think that it's overall pretty positive yeah and 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 like you said like as long as you're in a position where you're comfortable and you feel like ready to talk about those things and I think that that's the biggest thing you know for us about the podcast it there's some topics that like we might not have touched on now and that doesn't mean that we're never going to touch on them but right now that's not you know what we're willing to put out there Mm -hmm. and as much as like you know we want to be touching on subjects that are important to you guys and that feel um you know like maybe more like dire to you like you want to like hear about it and feel like part of something with that it's just it it is it's it's hard to imagine actually being in that position because I think we can all say what we would do or not do online um or like sharing to a, a large group of people but it's so different it's so different and when you receive that first criticism it's like Oh, <laughs> oh, man. Oh. well, that kind of hurts, doesn't it? <laughs> well, and, and just what you see when you see what people are willing to do, like twisting your words, like taking like portions of your video and applying it to things that aren't the same. Yeah. Like aren't, aren't in context. And, um, you know, and, and the fact that you you don't get the chance to ever take that away. It's there forever. Someone's documented it. You can be fucking guaranteed of that. Yeah, cover up your little toesies. Um, to keep getting free. <laughs> but you know it's just it's it's hard because people are mean yeah and shitty and so it's just like you have to be 
you know, comfortable with what you're doing and saying. And, you know, as much as we want to like help people feel comfortable and confident about certain topics, it's there's things that it's like, are we are we ready to have people pick that apart? Yeah. And, you know, message companies about it and stuff like that if they yeah. feel like it was inappropriate for us to share. And, and it's just, I don't know, it comes with a whole... Yeah. Well, and that's what I want to say about the comment because I'm not, that's the thing, I'm not upset that somebody asked that we speak about sex Mm -hmm. at all because we've actually been asked that quite a few times. And that's what I meant when we said when we don't speak about something, it's because we've intentionally not spoken about it. Um, But what is hard is that, yeah, you know, we, we did share a lot in that episode and we share a lot on this podcast and it's almost like, because like we said, I'm, I'm human. I don't have extra armor just because, and it's almost like, and I know this wasn't the intention, but it's like, that's not enough. Mm-hmm. And that's telling me what you're doing is not enough for me. This wasn't good enough. Well, and what you, what you shared might've already been like not you specifically, but anyone, yeah, like exactly. what, what you were sharing might have been like already really uncomfortable for you to share. Yeah. Um, but I think that people are so used to people just like spilling the beans. And if you, if they see you as somebody that's like very open, then I think they're like, well, why not? Why not this? The next thing, you know? Well, and I will say I'm always pushing myself to the limit on what I'm comfortable with. Like, here's me being uncomfortable. I'm right here, (laughs) dude. Like, I'm not holding anything back that I, you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. I'm not just like, oh, I'll just say this later. Like, I am holding back, but it's because it's up here. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm really pushing to be as open and, like, authentic as I can be, which is why I don't even want to, like, touch on the subject of sex. Because if we, it, now not even touch on but like go in depth because if we do I want to I want to do it justice and I want to be able to be honest and open and really share experiences that I've had and I don't feel comfortable doing that right now well and I do think that there's like a big difference in the impact of your content when it's something that you're still hurting Mm -hmm. with or you're still carrying um, in like a negative way versus something that you've already begun to heal on or you have healed from you know what I mean like I think that there's a huge difference between that because like if like for instance let's just say like um, you know like if I was like in the midst of like drug addiction versus like I've been through rehab I'm sober I've been sober for a long time right those are going to be two very different conversations and not that one is more important than the other but you know, it's a lot easier for you to then be comfortable with that content being out online because you have healed from it and you have learned and you have something to offer beyond just like, hey, here's like my like raw like story that's like hurtful and upsetting and sensitive to me. Right. Um, you know, because like there's just a lot of things in life that aren't easy for people. Yeah. And and I think that it's um, I, I think that it's everybody's right to choose when they want to share and when they want to stop sharing and yeah and start and whatever yeah and with that said we we really do appreciate like the feedback and stuff like that that you guys give us and and we do want to put out content that you guys want to see obviously and um we are really grateful for everyone who is um really kind to our hearts (laughs) because most of the feedback that I get and the and the interactions that I have with people are very warm Mm -hmm. and very accepting and and like we're both grateful for the conversation sort of thing so I don't want it to sound like I'm like this is you guys are mean (laughs) well and I I don't think that that comment was ill-intentioned like not like you mentioned like I think it's just that you know it's people people have things that they want to hear about and they want to cope with themselves and and they want input on because there's a lot of things that 
even though we're in this age where everybody thinks we're oversharing, there's a lot of things that people still don't talk about. Mm -hmm. And like, I've said this a million times, but like people don't talk about their relationships and I completely fucking understand why. Mm -hmm. But for me, you know, I've, I've never been in a relationship that was flawless. Like we never fought, we never had issues, we never whatever. But I always felt like everybody else was in a flawless relationship except for me. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to live like that. Like it's hard to think that you're the only problem, like you're the only person that have, has problems in your in your life. And especially with something that's like as close to your heart as like a uh, like intimate relationship. Um, and, you know, like matters pertaining to sex and stuff like that, that is still so heavily stigmatized and mm-hmm. it's not talked about. So it's sort of like, you know, um, a lot of the times it feels like you're like the first person setting foot on that topic, Mm -hmm. which obviously you're not. But like to you, it's like it's not that it's not that common to talk about this. So it feels like you're venturing out into that category like alone. And that's fucking scary. Yeah. (laughs) Like it's not, you know, these a lot of these topics like aren't as common as I think people think they might be. Yeah. But I mean, that's it, guys. Yeah. Well, those are our thoughts on oversharing. We'd love to know what you guys think about it and what you guys have opinions about, what you think you would be willing to share online and what you wouldn't be willing to share online. Yeah. I'm interested what people think about the employers thing, especially if you work like a job that has specific rigid rules around it. Yeah. I want the nitty gritty. (laughs) (laughs) So overshare with us. (laughs) Uh, Thanks so much for listening, you guys. We'll see you next Wednesday. Thanks, guys. Bye.